Praise the Lord, everybody. It was good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And um, you can be seated. I'm going to jump right into the scriptures that I have. <clears throat> I was reading this the other day and felt inspired by the Lord to talk about it. So. Uh, Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to read a couple verses. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. That's what I have with me tonight. And uh, Matt has the New King James, but I think it's close enough that you can follow along. The record of the genealogy, or the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas. As you can tell, the deeper you read into this, the harder the names get. So sometimes I just skip down to the good part. And Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas, and Judas his brethren, and Judas begot Perez and Zara of Tamar. The Amplified Bible and several other word-for-word translations says, by Tamar. Perez was the father of Esram and Esram Aram. Aram begot Abinadab, and Abinadab begot Nisan, and Nisan begot Salmon. And Salmon begot Booze. Well, it's Boaz. Maybe we'll reconsider using the New King James. We might pick another translation there. Man, imagine being named Booze. You'd be the life of the party. I'm just kidding. So, and Salmon began Boaz of Rahab, and (laughs) Boaz begot uh, Obed of Ruth, and my Amplified Bible says, by Ruth. And then, um, sorry, it's 2020, but I don't have 2020 vision, so. Uh, and uh, and and Aram begot okay I read that and okay and, and Obed begot Jesse and Jesse begot David the king and David begot Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias and Solomon uh, you skip a scripture. David was the father of Solomon. Did we read that? I did. Oh, I skipped over it. David was the father of Solomon. Okay, my, my Bible says by Bathsheba. Thank you, Sister Grant. And then verse 16, and Jacob, I'm going to skip down to verse 16 because I'm not going to try to slaughter all those names. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ, the Messiah. And I uh, just want to teach and I preach a little bit about by whom. That's my title, by whom tonight. Amen. By whom. So, um, just a quick history. Matthew is uh, describing here, he is actually the first gospel that was written before the other three. And they say that Matthew is a, a gospel written by a Jew. For Matthew was a, a, a Jew, as you study. He is a tax collector. Um, uh, 
and not a very honorable profession for his time and hated by a lot of people. And uh, we still hate people who take our taxes today. So nothing has changed. Um, But Matthew, uh, his main purpose was he was writing to Jewish writers and he was trying to uh, make the point that Jesus was their Messiah. And so um, a lot of commentaries say that the fact that he opened up his gospel with this long genealogy was very interesting. Uh, And he did it for a reason because he was trying to prove to the Jewish people that Jesus Christ indeed was their Savior and their Messiah and that he does have a bloodline connected to Abraham, which the Jews believe is is their uh, their patriarch and their father, and and so, and 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 the uh, old prophecy tells that the Messiah would come through the lineage of Abraham and of David, and so Matthew does a very good job in in laying that foundation, and um and so in the first seventeen verses we see that he names forty six people. And their lifespan spans about two about two thousand years. They were all ancestors of Jesus Christ, but if you notice, each one of them varied considerably in personality, spirituality, and experience. And that in Jesus' family tree, there were heroes of faith. There were people who had shady reputations. Uh, you had ordinary people, and then some were evil. And so. But here, God's work in history was not limited by human failures and sins, but God works through them to accomplish his plan, his purpose. And so if you were here Sunday, I, I, I really enjoy what Brother Mahoney was teaching and preaching about the purpose of God, and so we find that God's purpose is maintained through this lineage. And as I was reading this, uh, I noticed these four women that were mentioned um, stuck out to me, my commentary briefly talked about them. Some of you might know about this already. But the four women who were mentioned in this catalog of names was Tamar. Some of you know her story as she is found in Genesis chapter 38. And in the middle of Joseph's story, we find a a scandal that is involved between her and her father-in-law, Judah. And Judah finds Judah goes off and finds a woman and has three children with her. And Tamar was, the, was her, his daughter-in-law for his first son. But because he was evil, the Lord, the Bible says, killed him. And Judah tried to get his younger brother to, give, um, to, to, um, to marry Tamar and bear him his older child, uh, his, older, his oldest son, or which would be his brother, children. But he wouldn't, and the Lord smote him. And um, and so Tamar hides herself as a as a harlot, and then if you know the story, has a child by Judah. And so the circumstance clearly is not um, not the best, not something you would expect to come from the from the lineage of Christ. Then you read about Rahab. Rahab was also a harlot for the city of Jericho. And she makes her debut in Scripture in that she hides the spies out of faith. And in doing that, she's able to save her family. And then Ruth was a Moabite. She had no bloodline to, um, to, to um, um, she had no Jewish bloodline in her. She was married to a Jewish man, but he died. 
and she goes back to the promised land with Naomi, and God works a, a, a beautiful story of redemption between her and Booz, Boaz. Well, I mean, he was, if you read the story, had a little bit of influence there. But some of you are laughing because you know the story. They had a party the night before, but anyways. Um, God works a, a beautiful story of redemption, and then you know the story of David and Bathsheba. Um, and, 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 and how she, she was the wife of Uriah the Hittite, and and so the great sin was committed, and Bathsheba and David lost their first son because of it. And then Solomon was born after that. So um, it's clear that I was when I was reading this, I realized Matthew was revealing more than just historical data, that these four women raised a lot of ethnic and ethical questions. Two of them were not Israelites, and all four had reputations that made them unmentionable in the ancestral tree. It's like going on Ancestor.com. Is that what that is? Doing that cheek swab and sending it off? Finding you're related to people you don't really want to be related to? Uh, But what jumped out on me is that the Bible, at least my amplified version, kept saying, by them, by them, by them. And... It encouraged me a lot because it, it let me know that even in the most dire circumstance of human condition, in the most gravest mistakes, in the most sinful past, God can still, by them, achieve his purpose and achieve his plan. The human failure will not stop the plan that God has put into motion. Amen. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, not the best candidates, not people you would vote for, but God used them. God will use anybody, is what it tells me, to accomplish his purpose if they are willing, regardless of their past. And It was by them that God continued in in Tamar's desperate situation in trying to have a child and, and doing whatever she could within her power. God worked it out to where she gave birth to a son. And the Bible says that a scarlet thread was tied to his wrists, and his name was Perez. I love the mention of the scarlet thread. You find the scarlet thread again mentioned in the story of Rahab as if God was uh, uh, letting the reader know that my fingerprint is in this story of their lives. I want you to know God's fingerprint is in your story. Despite your past, despite what you've gone through, despite it doesn't matter. I'm so glad that genealogy doesn't matter to God when it's time for him to call somebody to do a work for him. I'm so glad that it's not, uh, our, our use is not merit upon our past and upon our mistakes. God doesn't call people based on pedigree, but he calls people who are willing and available for him. That encouraged me when I was reading this in the scripture by them. By them, by them, Sarah was not mentioned. Sarah is not mentioned anywhere in this genealogy. Sarah was Abraham's wife. Rebecca was not mentioned, who was Isaac's wife. 
Neither Leah nor Rachel was mentioned in this genealogy. The four women who have no bloodline to Christ, with horrific pasts and mistakes and sins, God still used. Amen. Amen. God wants to use us tonight. Despite our past, despite what 2019 holds, despite our mistakes, He wants us and He wants to use us for His plan and His purpose for this city and for this community. Amen. Amen. Tamar lost her husband, Rahab. Hit spies to save her family. Ruth was a stranger. Sheba committed an act, emotionally left her scarred, got her husband killed, and took her son from her. Not just women, but men who have, I'm not just speaking to women, of course, tonight, but they're an example of people who have painful pasts and have broken promises, not fit for any office of ministry, not a drop of royalty in their blood, but by them, God still accomplished his will. God saw it fit to intervene in each of their lives. Amen. By whom? By whom, the Bible says. Verse 3, by Tamar. Verse 5, by Rahab. The promise continued through them. By Ruth, the promise continued. By Bathsheba, the promise continued. In verse 16, the Bible says, by whom? Talking about Mary. The promise continued. Amen. Decided my spirit to know and want to encourage you tonight that God doesn't need to use lofty people in high places to accomplish what he wants for our church, what he wants for our city, what he wants for our families, what he wants for our communities. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have prestige. You don't have to hold a noble office. You just have to be willing. And God will use you to accomplish his will. Revelation 22 and 17, Brother Matt, would you put that up there? And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, and let him that thirst come, and whosoever will. Whosoever will. That's who God will call. That's who God will use. That's who God will allow his purpose and plan to flow through. And I just want to encourage us tonight. I'm not going to be very long. And motivate us. Remind myself and us as a church. It's not going to be by somebody else. It's going to be by us. It's going to be by our church. It's going to be by our efforts. It's going to be by our prayers. It's going to be by our dedication and our sacrifice that God intends to use to save this city. Amen. Amen. A scripture that rings very personally to Sister Grant and myself. God has much people in this city. Amen. But I am unfit. Well, welcome to the club. I'm a mess. Welcome to the club. I have no rich heritage. I certainly don't have any apostolic heritage. Welcome to the club. Man, just because our church doesn't run 1,000 doesn't mean it can't be by us. Just because we don't have talent like the church down the street doesn't mean it won't be by us. 
Just because the ch- our church might be uh, uh, have a little internal uh, disorganization going on sometimes doesn't mean it won't be by us. Amen. God plans to use you and I and our church to reach this world, to accomplish his will, to bring forth a promise. Amen. Amen. Excuses. Put on here excuses. The more excuses we check in our boxes, the more it shows that we're qualified. Isn't that interesting? You interview for a job in our world, the more qualified you are, the more chances you are to get the job. But in God's economy, the more things you cannot do, the more that makes you qualified to be used by God. Amen. Moses said, I can't speak. Perfect. You're just who we're looking for. I'm just not good with, you imagine going to a job interview? I'm just not good with people. I mean, I just, you're who we need. Come on in. Give him a uniform. Well, I'm not no royal lineage in my blood. That's who he wants. That's who he wants to use. And that's who will have their name etched forever in the pages of Scripture and of genealogy by Moses that God used to do the biggest jailbreak the world had ever seen. Amen. Our church is not big enough. Check. That's who I want to use. We don't have enough money. Check. You qualify. We don't have enough talent. Check. That's who I want to use. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 4 and 6. The Bible says, One God, Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. Amen. God can't do it by himself. He did once. That was Calvary. God wants to use you and me. He wants to use our church. Amen. By a broken promise to Tamar, God carried his promise. By a courageous act of Rahab, God carried his promise. By an act of redemption through Ruth, God carried his promise. By forgiveness of a sinful act and a horrific past, God forgave David and Bathsheba. And so God brought forth his promise and his purpose by the inexperience of a young girl named Mary. And it will be by us that God's going to bring forth his will in 2020. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. But we have this treasure. Love this verse of Scripture. Love this verse of Scripture. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show the surpassing power may be of us. No. May be of God. It's going to be by you, but it will be with him. And God will not leave you alone. And God will not leave us alone. Amen. We're not going into this all by ourselves. And but with his help, we will have revival. With his help, our loved ones will come back. It will be by us, by us, by us. I'm glad that he doesn't use the qualified. Or how they say, I'm glad he doesn't, qualif- he doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Amen. He qualifies the call. Amen. By you, God wants to use you tonight. God wants to use everyone under the sound of my voice. One of the most sobering statements that calls me to action and propels me into the will of God is this. 
If not me, then who? No, if not me, then who? Some of you are jotting notes. I love in the foyer, whoever got that little blue piece of paper with all the your favorite quote of scriptures or something. That's Sister Kristen. She's done a great job. She's leading all that. Um, I'll probably grab me a couple, couple of those um, to start writing notes on. I think that's really neat. So if you're jotting notes down, go ahead. Uh, Esther 4 and 14, the Bible says in the latter half of the verse, or let's see, I'll read the whole thing. For if thou altogether holds thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. If Esther hadn't done it, I don't know. The Bible says someone would have done it. I don't know who would have done it. And if she wouldn't have done it, her house and her father's house would have died. Amen. God called us, God called you and I to such a time as this. And I believe God has placed our church in a very strategic position on Garth Road. You all seen the new back way that they've built behind here. Supposed to relieve traffic. I haven't seen it relieve much traffic. But it looks really nice. Amen. It's kind of funny because all those people that live there for years and years in some of those trailer parks and homes, they probably had no idea this was happening. So I was just driving by telling my wife, man, I bet you their property value has gone up overnight. Driving by and you see broken trampoline parks over here and a dog loose over there and Baytown's grown exponentially. Hey Amen. 146 is. Uh, they, had, they had a meeting the other, I think, I think they had a meeting a couple of weeks or months ago. Brother Rob was telling me on how they were going to divert traffic on 146 because it's so, so, so bad. I don't know if you drive down that way. I do when I have to pick up one of our one of our young people who live off of, uh, off, off of Garth. And it takes me probably almost 45 minutes just to get through 146 underneath that underpass to go around. But. Our city is growing. Amen. We're right planted in the middle of it, and you and I are called to our ministries, our jobs, and our occupation for just for such a time as this. And so my challenge to you is, if not you, then who? Amen. If not you, then who? God wants to do incredible things this year. He wants to do incredible things through our church. Amen. And he doesn't plan on using somebody else. Amen. He said, no, Moses tried to get around it. He said, that's all right. I'll send your brother to help you, but but you're the one that I'm going to use to deliver uh, Israel. And so you're the one that God wants to use to save your family, to save your loved ones. And we're the church that God wants to use to reach our city. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. Amen. In Jesus' name. That's all I've got in my notes. If you'll stand tonight. And done in 15 minutes. Don't you like that? Make you show up for Wednesday night more? Just kidding. Yeah. By whom? By whom he used. Amen. I don't want it to be a question. I want it to be by me. I want God to bring deliverance by me. Amen. I want God to bring healing by me. I want God to bring revival by me. 
and I want him to bring revival by our church. I want him to reach our city. I hope he doesn't have to go look for somebody else. I want to be available. I want to be there. I want God to call. I want God to use. Amen. Amen. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you. Thank you for helping me to teach. I pray, Lord, that you instill in us a spirit of availability and to be used of you, God. Understand that you're looking for a vessel to use. God, to be your hands and your feet. I pray that you help us, Lord, to be be there, be available. That it is by us that you want to work and it's by us you want to minister. It's by us you want to reach our lost world. God, give us the strength that we need. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming, everybody. Be mindful. Service is going to be on Sunday, um, starting at 10 a.m. Come early to pray. And you can all be dismissed tonight in the fear of the Lord. Thank you for coming out.